Show. Joining us now in our studios is uh, the superintendent of Northfield Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, thank you so much for coming in today. It's my pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for having me as always. It is during the holiday break, no less. It, it, you, yeah. you actually get a little break? I, I am taking some time off this week, and uh, it's just uh, good to be able to catch a breath. Um, as you know, we've all been going uh, 100 or so miles an hour for some time, so just taking a little bit of a break is good. And um, so yeah, a little, little time off this week, and we're right back at it next week. Yeah, well, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. We did, yeah. We're actually, as you know, sometimes families' Christmases extend, and ours extends till today. That's when mm-hmm. we can get everybody together, <laughs> so we're Christmasing today. All here. right. Well, thank you so much for taking some time. So Merry Christmas. And, and a Happy New Year. Yes. 2021 is just about in the books, you know, for Northfield Schools. It's not part of the... I mean, it's, it marks about the halfway point of the school year, right? Um, as you're, uh, you still have plenty left, but uh, it marks the end of the calendar year, and uh, it has been another interesting year. Yeah, and you know, like you said, schools always are on a, you know, on our September to June academic calendar. But you know, like the rest of the world, we also take stock of where we're at at the end of a calendar year, and. I just I want to thank everyone in the Northfield community for for helping make 2021 as good as it could be. I think roller coaster is probably uh, the right term uh, for the way that the year went. Uh, we had highs and lows like every year, but but these seem to be both a little bit higher and quite a bit lower from time to time. And I just always think it's important at the end of the year for all of us to stop and take a moment and be thankful and be grateful. We do live, we joke, right? We joke that this is a special place, but that joke comes from a truism, which is Northfield is a special place. And as I take stock of 2021, I just want to thank our entire community. And specifically, I want to thank our school staff, you know, who have worked so hard and they have bobbed and weaved and they have dealt with everything that has been uh, thrown at them uh, that we never could have imagined we would have been uh, working through. Our families, um, you know, have been very flexible and understanding for the most part. People are fatigued. We understand that uh, sometimes we see we see people at their best and sometimes we see people at the worst. But I just want our families to know um, how much we care for them and how much we are standing right alongside and many times right in front of them. Uh, and so thankful for their flexibility and understanding uh, and the grace that we have all had for one another amongst difficult times. And most importantly, I just want to thank our students. Um, our students, you know, we, they are, they're living history, right? And so we will see uh, how history writes this part of their lives, and they've been resilient. Uh, they've done very well. We, we certainly know that there are things that are, that are different. Some people might say th- some, in some cases things are better for some kids in some ways, and some, many, many people would say it's worse for kids in some ways. What it probably is, it's, uh, it's just different. And so our students have really demonstrated a lot of resilience and the ability to just adapt. So, you know, thanks to our staff, to our families, to our students, and of course, to our community who we feel continual support from. Let's talk about um, the COVID for just a moment or so. And uh, the way Do it's, we have it's, to? It's, <laughs> it's still out there. It's it still, a, yeah, still a thing. Hide from it. Yeah. yeah. And you are offering some testing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I think one of the key things that we're hearing is making sure that um, people do have an opportunity to take a COVID-19 test. You know, just to be able to, to, first of all, to check where you're at. If you're going to a large group, can you test before you go to a large gathering? Um, we're really hoping that people will do the best they can to test kids before they send them back to school so we can start 2022 on a positive note. Uh, so we do have an inventory. Thanks to the state of Minnesota, we have an inventory of little more than 2,000 uh, what are called BD Veritor 
rapid COVID-19 test kits available. So each kit has two tests in it. We distributed over 200 at the district office yesterday. Families and staff, you can get one kit per student or per staff member for free. There's no charge. Um, You can pick these up just in the uh, little vestibule at the district office, which is at the old Longfellow building, as we used to call it, the Longfellow building, 201 Orchard Street South. You can get it in the main entrance. That's door number one, and it's right off of Orchard Street. So it's a rapid antigen COVID-19 test. It does This particular version does require a smartphone for you to be able to process the test, um, but the state of Minnesota provided these to schools who wanted them for free. And we know there's a lot of difficulty getting tests in our community right now. So uh, for people who have been gathering and want to just have that peace of mind or if you have some kind of symptoms and you want to verify these rapid antigen uh, test kits, they're not as good as a molecular, but they are good enough in terms of to be able to just validate um, have I uh, contracted COVID-19 or, or haven't I? So it's a, it's a good starting point. And again, we know uh, a lot of places are out of these if you look at local uh, pharmacies are even just uh, you know, 10, 20 miles away. There's, these are not on the shelves. So they are available for free for school district families, one per student. So if I have three students, I can get three uh, kits, um, two tests per kit. If I'm a staff member, I can pick up one per staff member. Um, Want to remind people that our Q testing site, that's that rapid molecular test that we have that drive-up service for, uh, that is not available again until January 3rd. So if you need a test between now and then, you can get the BD Veritor uh, at the district office. Superintendent Hillman is uh, with us right now. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is a, a disturbing kind of trend. You talk about different challenges and stuff that you come up with. Yeah, I didn't, could anybody see this one coming? A couple of weeks ago, there was a, a TikTok challenge that uh, uh, encouraged people to do harm, actually. Um Boy, how do you how do you deal with things like that at on, on a school level, as an administration level, with the uh, with the students involved? Yeah, so let's just take a couple of steps back. And, uh-huh. uh, I think the terminology within the social media world is really important. It was it was not technically a TikTok challenge; mm-hmm. it was a TikTok trend. And okay. for, for listeners, what TikTok is is a social media site that's very popular amongst teenagers right now. TikTok became very popular with. Uh, kids and people doing uh, dances, really joyful kinds of things and sharing these things with the world. It's what, what, what young people like to do. They like to be able to communicate and connect. And while people of a certain age may not understand that, we all understand that when we were that age, we had the way that we connected with other people, whether that was uh, driving to a place and visiting with people you know, in our cars or whether that was over the telephone um, or, or through uh, AOL Instant Messenger, so this is what the kids today are doing, and, and it's, it's not better or worse than anything else, but it, is, it was a trend, not a challenge, and there's a difference, right? The trend was simply that there was some more mention um, of this particular piece, which was uh, talking about school violence on December 17th across the country. This was a national thing. It wasn't uh, just Northfield. And what I understand from experts is I don't think anybody can really tell where it uh, originated from. Uh, but I've understood that there were two uh, main places that it generated from uh, in the Miami-Dade County area in Florida and also in Arizona. And what happens is this, these messages can be spread, they can be shared, and so people understandably uh, are very fearful. Now, a couple of pieces is that we work very closely with the Northfield Police Department on any kind of situation like this. 
And in this particular case, the Minnesota Department of Public Safety actually issued a press release saying that they had found no credible evidence of any kind of credible issue uh, in Minnesota. We worked very closely on it with uh, Northfield Police Chief Mark Elliott and our school resource officer, uh, Bart Weiss. And again, we had no credible threats within our school district. And so this is really the chance. We are always looking to make sure that we're monitoring these sites, that we are trying to learn you know, what the circumstances are here locally. So let's go what do we do locally. Number one, relationships are the primo uh, defense against this kind of thing. So one of our goals is to make sure that every student has a positive connection with an adult outside of their family. Why is that important? Because if a kid trusts an adult and they hear something where there could be potential harm, we know that kids will tell, not in every single case, but in the vast majority of cases, kids will share something with a friend or this trusted adult at school. And that network of relationships really is the most important piece for us. Uh, and I think then the second part is, again, working with local law enforcement, making sure that we have those kinds of systems in place that if we do receive a threat, we can investigate it very quickly. Now, what can people do? If you have a, a real worry about someone who's going to do harm anywhere, but especially at a school, do not call 911. I mean, that's what you do. You call 911 and we will sort it out after that. For people who might have something they're not too sure, we, we do have that system within Rice County called TIP 411. If you just Google TIP 411 Rice County, you can make an anonymous report. And I will tell you that that inbox is monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because I've gotten calls at 11.30 at night saying, man, we had something that came in through TIP 411, we're looking into it. The good news is the vast majority of these things are not credible, but we all have to work together as a community. We have to make sure that when we see a student or a neighbor in crisis, uh, that we understand that it is our duty as a, as a neighbor and as a friend, and as just, as I think about it, a human being to help people. So if we notice someone is struggling, we do have mental health resources in this county. Um, you can look for Rice County Social Services. We can, of course, look to Northfield Hospital and Clinics. But if people are struggling, we need to help them and get them the appropriate help that they need. But when it comes to school safety, all of our schools have secure front entrances. We have the security and those a lot of those things in place. Um, but we also want to balance having a secure environment with a welcoming and inclusive and safe learning environment where kids feel good coming every day. So we always balance that piece between guarding the building, if you will, and making sure that it feels like a school. Relationships are the most important thing. If kids have a trusted adult outside of school, outside of their family, they will tell people and we will be able to respond. We have a number of resources that we can help respond. And I want to thank the Northfield Police Department because they are our allies. We have an amazing relationship with them. They are very well trained. Uh, going back to Chief Nelson, ahead of the game in terms of training and all sorts of things related to mental health uh, and uh, equitable practices and all of those things that we read in the media today. Northfield Police Department has always been ahead of the curve on making sure that they're serving their residents and us as a school well. All right. We've got a few more minutes, and I want to talk to you about a couple of more things. Uh, first of all, you mentioned when we uh, were talking off the air before we went on that you wanted to talk about uh, preschools yes. and uh, getting uh, children ready for kindergarten, real school. Yeah, so I guess we, that's not real school. Well, but uh, it's, well, Actually, Jeff, I think that's a, I'm really happy you said that because I do think sometimes you know people look at preschool and they think of it as something separate, right? They think, like you say, it's it's not kindergarten, so it's not real school yet. That's a very common way that people look at preschool. And what I want to say is that, you know, we know that 
kids who have access and this is this has been this is not just Northfield schools Matt Hillman picking some research study this is the Federal Reserve right so the Federal Reserve you know charged with uh, making sure that some of the economy runs and things like that Art Rolnick was a researcher at the Minneapolis Federal Reserve for years we know economically that preschool access to high quality preschool and being ready for kindergarten when you get there makes a substantial difference. In fact, the last uh, data, data point I saw was that there was a $17 uh, return on every dollar invested in high-quality early learning. So this is not just about getting kids to know their ABC. This is about getting kids to be prepared academically and socially and emotionally for kindergarten. We know in Northfield Public Schools, if kids come to kindergarten ready for kindergarten, we know that we can carry them through through graduation and help them grow along the way for the vast majority of students. So we take preschool very seriously. In fact, it was a core component of our 2018 bond referendum, right, that built the new Greenville Park Elementary and repurposed the former Greenville Park Elementary so we could have all of our early learning services under one roof. Going further than that, we work because there's a number of awesome preschools in our community. So we work with our, our power to convene people several times a year. We pr pull together all of the preschool teachers within Northfield, everyone who wants to attend, so from every different preschool in Northfield, including ours, and the kindergarten teachers. And we invite, of course, Prairie Creek and others who have a kindergarten program are welcome to come, and we discuss early learning issues. So we will share data. Here's what this year's kindergarten class coming in from your preschools looked like. We actually give the data about each preschool's own students, how they how they manifested. Were they ready for kindergarten or were they not ready for kindergarten? We give that data to every single preschool that wants it. And then we just talk about what are strategies and what are the things that we are seeing that can be effective in preparing our youngest learners to be on their way in their K-12 experience. So we really need to think about it. It's an E-12 environment, early learning through 12th grade. And it involves not only preschool, but it also involves having really high-quality child care. And, of course, Northfield Public Schools Early Ventures Program is a one that earned the prestigious four-star parent-aware rating, which allows us to take scholarships uh, from both the state and from parents who get scholarships from the state. So uh, we're really thankful for all the preschools in the community for coming together and making sure that we're working together to make sure kids are ready for kindergarten. All right. Uh, Superintendent Matt Hillman is with us right now. Um, what else would you like to talk about? we got a couple of minutes. Yeah, let's just do community education. So mm -hmm. community education governs, governs our early learning, but also all the way up to people who want to play pickleball or want to have a, another kind of enrichment cooking class. And so uh, if you go to our website uh, and click on the community education link at the top of the page, our winter and spring community education brochure is out. Uh, we want to make sure that people are aware of these awesome opportunities so that we can all be lifelong learners. It's important for all of the adults, even if you've uh, graduated with a PhD or not, that we keep learning, right? We keep learning. And so community education offers a great way to keep active, to make sure that we are continuing to learn. There's something for everyone. And so please, we're really lucky. We have a pretty unbelievable catalog of community education opportunities. Erin Bailey and her team, just top notch. And then the last thing I just want to share is, is going back to the top about, you know, as we close 21, 2021 and we go into 2022, um, 30 years ago uh, when I was in college at St. John's University in Queens, New York, uh, I had an opportunity to start working for a YMCA program. Uh, it was in the Bronx, 
and uh, it was an after-school program, and that's when I learned that public service was not just what I wanted to do for a job, but it was going to be my vocation. It was going to be what I wanted to do with my life. And we know in 2021, Jeff, public servants have had a difficult time. It doesn't matter whether you're working uh, in a healthcare setting, whether you're working in a school, law enforcement, you name it. Public service um, has really been f- brought to the forefront um, by helping people through some of these really difficult times. And what I just want to share with people who are listening is um, if you're mid-career and you're thinking, boy, I'd like to do something different and I'd like to make a difference for my, my community and for my state and for my country, this it sounds it, – it, it, it is such an important thing for the, all of us to try public service at some point. So we just, I just really want to reach out to people and say public service is this noble calling, and it's been really taxed over the last year. We are going to lose people. People will say, you know what, I just can't do this anymore because working in public service can also be really challenging. And we need another group of people, whether you're young or mid-career or retired, we need another group of people to step in and say, I'll help. I'll do it. I will do this service for my friends and neighbors so that we can have efficient services, so that we can have caring services, and that we can have a community that we're proud of. And so whether it's right here in Northfield or you look somewhere else, public service is such an important thing, and it's been so taxed over the last year that I just we need to inspire a new group of people to come forward and say, yes, it's my turn. And you can start right at Northfield Public Schools. We have a number of positions available, substitute and full-time ongoing positions. Um, but I, as you go into 2022, for people who have not been in public service, I really invite you to step into this field to serve your neighbors and your friends. All right. Superintendent Hillman, thank you so much for coming in today. It's my pleasure. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again after the first of the year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield. Here's, uh, if you're planning news. to do some recreating on the ice over the holiday break, the DNR encourages you to put safety first. You know, we've had rain and we've had above freezing temperatures and snow. And still now with fluctuating temperatures, the conditions can change so quickly. The DNR's Lisa Dugan says ice conditions can change day to day so quickly. A foot of snow and strong winds are blamed for cancellation of the final night of the season at the Bentleyville Tour of Lights in Duluth. A closing event featuring fireworks was called off Monday night in Bayfront Park. Organizers said it's just not safe to have so many people driving and putting our volunteers out in these weather conditions. The University of Minnesota football team battles West Virginia tonight in the guaranteed Rate Bowl in Arizona. This is the first ever meeting between the Golden Gophers and Mountaineers. There should be a lot of maroon and gold in the stands at Chase Field. The Gopher Athletic Department nearly sold out its allotment of tickets. This is MNN.